Welcome to Love From The Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. This show is created with the intention of helping others to help and love themselves. Aside from weekly skin tips, you will hear me spotlight remarkable souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping others in their own way. You may also hear me follow up with a guest I have hypnotized on an episode of Love From The Hip on YouTube. Together, we can all make a difference, and it begins with love, love from the hip. There has been quite the controversy about where exactly does man's best friend come from, and when. Was it 30,000, 15,000, or 10,000 years ago? Even Charles Darwin was unsure whether the dog's ancestry could be determined because of the vast breeds. A little over a week ago, it was revealed that a perfectly preserved pup named Dogor was discovered in the permafrost in Siberia. Dogger may actually give scientists all the answers they need. Already, by using DNA from a rib bone, molecular archaeologists were able to determine that it is a male and that it is 18,000 years old. But the question still remains, is it a wolf or a dog or both? And so more research is being presently conducted to determine this. Professor and biologist Ray Coppinger believes a dog is a domesticated wolf, but he says taming a wolf has proven quite difficult. So rather than the unrealistic belief that our ancestors adopted a wolf and domesticated them, Coppinger believes that garbage is to blame. Coppinger explains that these early settlements or Stone Age villages had trash, and it was the wolves that learned to be unafraid of man who got close enough to feed on the trash that became domesticated. He called this distance that wolves took from humans flight distance, as in fight or flight. These wolves with a short flight distance gave birth to a new wolf called Proto-Dog. The Proto-Dog came with new genetic modifications. The brain and skull shrank, most likely because the need for scavenging did not demand the same brain power as pack hunting. Its snout shortened, its predatory teeth changed, and its body reduced two-thirds the size of a wolf because it did not need to bring down any large prey. Many scientists, as well as Professor Coppinger, believe that this change was very rapid. In the 1950s, this was proven by an experiment conducted by Russian geneticist Dmitry Believ on a fox farm in Siberia. Dmitry sought to breed a more tame fox, so he stuck his gloved hand into each of the cages. The foxes that responded with aggression or cowardliness, he did not choose. Instead, he chose the foxes that showed curiosity or those with a shorter flight distance and bred them with each other. The result was a new breed of fox with new coats of color, as well as new behaviors. They were friendlier, trainable, playful, lovable, and unafraid of humans. Scientists also discovered in this experiment that melanin and adrenaline are chemically connected, so that's why the change happened together. Dimitri's experiment suggested that the evolution of the wild wolf into the domestic dog could have happened with the blink of an eye. So where in the world did the dog originate? At the Royal Institute of Technology in Stockholm, Peter Savalinen has collected DNA from several different dogs from every continent. Through his research, he believes dogs to have originated from one place, and that is East Asia. What do we know about dogs is that they have helped humans in so many ways. Essentially, they have changed human life forever. They have served humans as sacrifices, rituals, hunters, healers, guardians, guides, protectors, herders, workers, savers, friends, and family members. According to James Serple, zoologist and professor of animal ethics and welfare at the University of Pennsylvania, dogs are the only animal that is this emotionally and physically close to us humans. Dogs are remarkable and unique animals. Dogs can read and interpret human emotion and body language. They have a sense of smell, a thousand times more sensitive than ours, and can detect noises at four miles away to our one. Dogs have allowed us humans to live in harsher climates than we normally could, like the Arctic, as well as do things we would not be able to do without them. According to Serple, because dogs live so closely with us, many are using dogs as models for how behavior could be affected by genes in humans. And because dogs live with us, They offer special lessons and insights that didn't exist before. The flip side of this, however, according to Serple, is that dogs have become quasi-human. Some aspects of their behavior are perceived as highly negative, as if we have forgotten dogs are animals. Serple explains we've allowed dogs into our homes as family members, which seems fine, as long as they don't engage in behaviors which perceive them as animals, like unprovoked aggression. 
And when a dog lashes out and bites someone, people immediately impose breed bans and regulations based on a reaction of a small percentage. Serple explains this attitude we have towards dogs manifests ambivalence. We like dogs, as long as they don't behave like dogs, even though dogs love us more than they love themselves. Humans still have so much to learn about themselves through dogs. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of having Ryan Matthews on my show. Ryan is a former combat canine handler turned celebrity dog trainer. He will share ways in which dogs are teaching us more about ourselves, as well as some dog training secrets and dealing with dog behavioral issues. Plus, we will open up the phone line so you can ask Ryan about training a training or behavioral issue you are experiencing with your own dog. So stick around after this quick break. Peach fuzz is great if it's on a peach. Let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits, leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast, and affordable. What a concept. Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best, and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Multicultural, multidimensional even. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my YouTube channel and podcast, Love from the Hip, and that's HYP, anywhere you can find podcasts. Today, I have the pleasure of having Ryan Matthews on my show. Ryan is a former combat canine handler turned celebrity dog trainer. Hey, Ryan, welcome back to the show. Oh, man, I'm so happy to be here. And I got to tell you, I just have so much love and respect uh, for the knowledge that you dropped and the history <laughs> bomb. Uh, I, I think it's really important, the education that you just shared, really. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you coming all the way in from L.A. I'm happy to be here. I wanted to connect with you. We had a great first show. I think it was a few months ago. And I'm happy to work with uh, you. And I'm happy to work with some other clients out here as well. And I'm trying to find some time to reconnect to myself. And, you know, I'm always hustling. Yeah. And it feels good to just kind of slow down a little bit. The lands here are so beautiful. I'm so used to all the buildings out there in <laughs> L.A. And I just love how green it is out here. Well, awesome. Well, we're happy to have you. So I have to ask your opinion. Do you think dogs have come from domesticated wolves? I think that, yeah, so I've played with this, right, as it relates to wolves and um, fox behavior, and I've seen a little bit of both as it relates to, like, sometimes we'll find where a dog will take a bone, for example, and then they'll go and bury it in the yard, mm -hmm. and then they come back to it later. That's very much a fox behavior. But then there's other behaviors that look like a wolf behavior. And so I think I am on the fence and going to play Swiss, I think they call it, right? <laughs> and... I can de definitely see both traits and validity to both. Right. Okay. And so how long have you been working with dogs? I got my start in 2002. So I'm kind of dating myself. I started when I was 10. No, <laughs> <laughs> I started in 2002 training military working dogs in the Army. And so I became a certified military working dog um, by Department of Defense at Lakeland Air Force Base. And so my very first dog that I ever had was a attack dog, German Shepherd, 95 pounds by the name of, that was Rex back then. Okay. And so I've been in the game for 17 years now. Wow, that's a long time. It is. <laughs> so what did working with dogs in the military teach you about dogs? You would think it taught me so much, right? And so I've worked with the Secret Service doing bomb sweeps for like world leaders, right? And I have worked with bomb detection dogs and drug detection dogs and attack dogs. And the perception that the public has is, wow, like Ryan must really know dogs so much from that experience. And the truth is, I really didn't learn a whole lot about behavior. Okay. It wasn't until I started my own pet dog training business in 2008, where I've since worked with thousands of dogs. That's where I really learned so much more. Okay. And so what... But did you learn anything about yourself while you were working with the military war dogs? They say that when the student is ready, the teacher will show. 
And so because I wasn't ready to be a student, I was not in a receiving mode or in a mode in which I was ready to learn. I can't say that I was open to the messages that dogs were teaching me back then. Mm. I can tell you that certainly has changed nowadays. <laughs> yeah. So what's something that they've taught you now? Well, first of all, they've taught me so much that I literally dedicated my second TEDx talk to highlighting and spotlighting dogs and all that they do for us as it relates to life lessons. And so one of them, the one that you kind of touched on as well, is the unconditional love. Okay. Like, think about our love as it relates to our partners, our family members. Our our dogs don't pull back their love for us. They're constantly being this reminder of love unconditionally, lead with the heart. And they love us more than they love themselves. Fact. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to take another, we're going to have to take a quick break. But remember, this is a live show. And if you have a question for Ryan about your dog related to training or behavior, feel free to call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527 after this quick break. Your skin is your body's largest organ. Care for it properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers several clinical facial treatments to help stimulate collagen production, eliminate toxins, boost circulation, and deeply cleanse. See a new you in your mirror. Clinical facials range from $90 and up. Do your face a favor. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more sakuraskinandmind.com S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com Did you know that your skin is your body's first defense against disease and infection? BrioTech knows and has developed their topical skin spray to enhance your skin's natural healing responses and defenses. BrioTech is all about providing its customers products that help promote skin wellness. BrioTech Topical Skin Spray is a light misting spray, free of added fragrance, oil, alcohol, and parabens. All this protection without clogging your pores. It's a must addition to your all-around daily skincare regimen. Try BrioTech, a collection of sprayers from two ounces to eight ounces. With this bundle, you can have BrioTech Topical Skin Spray wherever life takes you. All natural and safe to use from head to toe. Irritations, redness, Post-procedure sensitivities? Get BrioTech Topical Skin Spray today. Learn more at BrioTechUSA.com. That's B-R-I-O-T-E-C-H-U-S-A.com. Support your skin at BrioTechUSA.com. Microneedling is a revolutionary treatment that can help reduce the appearance of acne scars, fine lines, pigmentation, wrinkles, even improve the appearance of stretch marks by stimulating collagen and elastin. Sakura Skin and Mind specializes in this procedure that jumpstarts your body's natural healing process. Sakura Skin and Mind believes in not only keeping the skin up to date with the latest trends in the skincare industry, but also keeping the skin beautiful, fast, pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep, sustainable life changes. Let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind. Rid yourself of negative behaviors, fears, pains, and emotions. Weight loss, smoking, childhood drama, chronic pain, and much more can be addressed. Begin healing now. Just $100 for the first session. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Need help getting started with self-help? You came to the right place. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. Don't forget to tune in right here on KKNW every Wednesday at 2 to 3 p.m. for more Love from the Hip. Today on Love from the Hip, we have Ryan Matthews. Ryan is a former combat canine handler turned celebrity dog trainer. And if you have a question for Ryan about your dog, feel free to call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. So Ryan, I have to ask you, so you've been working with dogs for 17 years, correct? Correct. So how did you segue from training combat canines to civilian dogs? Well, when I got out of the military, I was thinking I would go back overseas as a contractor uh, to make 130000 a year out of total greed. And 
I had other plans in store for me, which I didn't know. And so, in short, I ended up figuring out, okay, I need to get out of the military. Combat wasn't such a great thing. I could use a break. And so I didn't know what to do, so I figured I would just go back to what I knew really well, which was dogs. So I bought into a dog training franchise and didn't know anything about pet dog training because it's way different training a crazy German Shepherd and a little Maltese, right? Right. (laughs) And so I had to learn a little bit about that. And so I bought into a dog training franchise, did that for a couple years. Then I created my own brand. Oh, that's awesome. Well, great. Well, we did have a caller call in and leave a message for us. I'm hoping you can answer. Uh, Brunella called from New York and asked, how does she introduce her 11-week-old puppy to her 11-year-old dog in a way that wouldn't stress out the older dog? That's a really good question and a huge point. And so what a lot of you may be experiencing at home in this situation when we have a younger dog with think about the kind of energy with a younger puppy, kind of wild and rambunctious, and an older dog that's like maybe in pain and kind of chilled out, right? How do we bridge that gap? So this is a great question. And the answer is this. One, the dogs need to initially meet on neutral ground. So what I propose is we take them for a walk. They don't meet inside the house, and they definitely don't meet nose-to-nose sniffing. We take them for a walk around the block or further if possible. We then, on leash, allow them to walk the house together. And then we, again, keep them on leash just in case there's some kind of conflict. We can pull one of the dogs away by grabbing the leash instead of grabbing the collar. It's not as confrontational. So the answer is we're going to walk the dogs on a neutral ground outside of the house walk them inside the house and expose them to all the smells and this kind of thing in the house. Also, initially, we remove all types of distractions such as bones or toys because we don't want them to potentially argue or fight over it. Then eventually, we will then integrate those types of uh, bones or toys or that kind of thing Mm -hmm. as the dogs prove to get along well. Okay. And so by walking them together, is that also so no dog is established as the alpha? Well, they're going to figure out the alpha regardless in due time. It's more about making it in a environment where there's no preconceived anything. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like allows for a fresh start. Okay. And because dogs can be like some people where it's like, (laughs) hey, that's mine. Right. And so that's my couch. That's my mommy. That's my bone. Right. So that's why we're going to eliminate some of that. See how they interact. Now, I will say this also. When we do have them sniff. We don't have them sniff nose to nose. Ideally, they sniff from the side. Mm -hmm. So one dog's nose sniffs the other dog's side. It's called an inaugural sniff or a side sniff. And we want that to be on leash. But the secret about the sniffing on leash is the leash must be loose. Because think about it. If you were going to meet someone new and I'm pulling you back by your shirt collar, that's not pleasurable. No. So pulling the leash, and that's what we do. We tend to raise our hand up, lower your hand, relax, because... Everything runs down leash. Okay. So relax yourself first and then allow the dogs to feel relaxed as well. Take them for that walk and you should be good to go. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead. We've got Tammy on the line from Oak Harbor. Tammy, are you there? Hi. Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. So what is your question for Ryan? Well, my question is around, does my dog get offended when I tell it to go lay on its bed? (laughs) <laughs> when I get home from work, because I know they, she misses me and wants to be like near me, but I, it's also hard because I'm like, well, I can't have you underfoot while I'm moving around. So I'm just wondering, is there a way to kind of bridge the gap? Like, hi, I'm happy to see you, but now you need to go lay down. <laughs> I love your question, Tammy. And so what I would say is uh, don't try that with your significant other if you have one, but as it relates to your dog, <laughs> As it relates to your dog, that's actually really, really profound. Now, what I find so interesting about you, Tammy, is that you do the opposite of most of what my clients do. Most of my clients act like it's Christmas morning when they see their dog coming home from work type of thing. And that's actually going to reinforce the behavior we don't want. Now, the reality is this, guys. It's so fun to see the dog all crazy and wild and enthusiastic, which is one of the gifts dogs teach us, be enthusiastic towards one another. But what it does is it reinforces that dog being overly hyper. So what you are doing, Tammy, is ideal. Now, what's so incredible about dogs is they do not take things as personal as we do, which was another point that I talked about in the TEDx talk. And so by you telling your dog as a true leader, go over there and lay on that bed is absolutely ideal when all of us come into the house. In fact, 
I want to love on my dog Zeus when I come home, but I ignore Zeus until he is calm. And so, Tammy, Mm. what I want you to do is you keep having your dog go to that bed. Your dog will not take it personal because they don't think like we do. However, I want you to remember your dog's desire to interact with you as a social being. And so once your dog is calm on that dog bed, then I want you to interact and hug and kiss and play or do whatever you want once your dog is calm is the secret. That's a great question. Mm. Well, thank you very much. I will work on continuing that because... It just, and I'm thinking that also would work like when there, someone knocks at the door. You want your dog on your bed. 100% correct. Now, here's the secret for your guest, okay? And so I need all of you to step into your power and be that true leader that your dog needs and wants you to be because dogs are actually born followers for the most part. And so what I need you all to do is coach your guests and say, look, ignore the dog. And that means you're essentially not trying to pet them and you're not trying to encourage the excitedness. You just ignore them. Again, we wait until they're calm, then we interact. And so we're not taking that interaction and socialization away. We're just postponing it. All right. All right. Thank you so much for taking my call and answering my question. Yeah, thanks for calling, Tammy. Let's go ahead and we'll take Crystal from Oregon. Crystal, are you there? Yep, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. What is your question for Ryan? Uh, hey, Ryan. I'm from Oregon. I have a three-and-a-half-month-old female German Shepherd puppy who is uber vocal. <laughs> we are hoping to start protection training with her soon. We mm. don't want to discourage all of her noise-making, but she's also extremely loud. Um, I was kind of wondering, I know you have experience in training protection dogs. When does that training start, and as a pet owner, what can I do proactively to help encourage those habits that I want later and discourage the habits I don't want now? Really good question. Thank you. This is a unique one that I don't always get as it relates to working with the public with pet dogs. And you're right. I know this very well thanks to military working dogs. So Secure was like, what are some of the gifts that working dogs taught you? It's the fact that I understand prey drive very well. Mm. And this is what we want you to do, Crystal. We want you to entice, bring out your dog's prey drive. And so prey drive really stems from the dog's desire to chase after a rabbit or something that moves quickly. There's something I want you to look into called a flirt, F-L-I-R-T, pull. A flirt pull with like some leather attached to it. You're going to use that and flirt it along in front of your dog with someone holding your dog on leash or your dog in a harness tied to a pole And your dog's going to see this moving thing. And when your dog is most interested in this flirt pole, this rag that's moving, you allow your dog to go after it and bite it. You don't put it in the dog's mouth. They choose to bite it on their own. When they're very driven and very much motivated to go after it, this is going to work on your dog's prey drive, which will eventually, over and over and over, translate to your dog wanting to bite the protection sleeve. Does that make sense? Actually, that makes perfect sense. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for calling, Crystal. Thank you so much. I appreciate the help. So I I have to ask you, you said down the leash, use that reference. So do you believe that dogs mirror our behavior? Dogs don't just mirror our behavior, but they mirror each other's behavior as well. So when I first started pet dog training in 2008, I, I really wanted to master the craft. And so I would go to dog parks and I would bring pen and paper and I would just observe and I would watch to see what are the commonalities that I'm observing in dogs. And it's honestly mind blowing. Mm -hmm. And so if anyone's interested in becoming a dog trainer or they want to understand behavior more so, go out and about without you having a dog and study the behavior. Pay attention to how they sniff. When do they lift their head up? What is their tail doing? All of those types of things. And so dogs are constantly, you'll see one dog shake, another dog will shake. That's mirroring. Mm -hmm. Okay. When dogs see us yawn, sometimes they'll yawn. Right. So so mirroring is essentially in agreement. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for that. Well, we're going to have to take another quick break. But remember, this is a live show. And if you have a question for Ryan about your dog, then feel free to call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527 after this quick break. On this weekly skinny, I would like to discuss vitamin A. Studies have shown that a deficiency of vitamin A in the skin can cause cancer, psoriasis, eczema, and other skin conditions. 
Topical vitamin A is one way to normalize your skin and helps correct or even minimize your risks of having these issues. Vitamin A in the skin is destroyed by heat, light, and air, so it is important to replenish it. Why not just eat it? Well, because vitamin A taken orally may not even get to the skin because it is the last organ to receive vitamins. Also, it takes vitamin A taken orally seven days to be restored while it only takes three hours topically. Vitamin A is often compared to a hormone and is a huge potentiator of stem cells, and we want these stem cells. As it turns out, everyone should be using vitamin A topically, including children, because 80% of your sun damage is done by the age of 18. It takes 10 to 20 years for sun damage to surface. So what you may think is beautifully tan skin now is actually going to be horribly aged and photo damaged skin later. Did I mention? Vitamin A addresses all the things we hate about aging. Wrinkles, including those crow's feet, pigmentation or sunspots, redness, acne, dryness, pore size, and skin laxity. It is a powerful and miracle antioxidant, and it should be applied every day, twice a day. I recommend the Vitamin A products from Environ and love their trademark step-up program so that all ages and all skin types can get the daily topical vitamin A they need and the extra sun protection. Need to boost up your skin regimen and give your skin the vitamins it needs? Email me at Sakura Skin and Mind to schedule a consult to help you get the right vitamin A for you. Men, care for your skin properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers their Gentleman's Groom Clinical Facial for just $120. Designed for your rugged skin, a deep cleansing clinical facial is like a one-two-three punch to wrinkles, age spots, and problem skin. Tame those brows, ears, and nostrils. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A SkinAndMind.com Did you know that your skin is your body's first defense against disease and infection? BrioTech knows and has developed their topical skin spray to enhance your skin's natural healing responses and defenses. BrioTech is all about providing its customers products that help promote skin wellness. BrioTech Topical Skin Spray is a light misting spray free of added fragrance, oil, alcohol, and parabens. All this protection without clogging your pores. It's a must addition to your all-around daily skincare regimen. Try BrioTech, a collection of sprayers from two ounces to eight ounces. With this bundle, you can have BrioTech topical skin spray wherever life takes you. All natural and safe to use from head to toe. Irritations, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, Get BrioTech Topical Skin Spray today. Learn more at BrioTechUSA.com. That's B-R-I-O-T-E-C-H-U-S-A.com. Support your skin at BrioTechUSA.com. Exploring new territory every day. This is Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And feel free to email me at sakuraatlovefromthehip.com with your comments, your criticisms, your questions, and well wishes. Let me know how I am doing. If you are just joining us, today we have Ryan Matthews. Ryan is a former combat canine handler turned celebrity dog trainer. And if you have a question for Ryan about your dog, feel free to call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. So Ryan, let's just jump right in. What are some secrets you can share about dog training? It's actually pretty simple. And so I've developed a system called RCTR. And RCTR is the secret to train nearly any dog. It will work 99% of the time. And so RCTR stands for number one, repetition. Anytime we're teaching something new, we repeat the same behavior over 100 times. And then it gets locked into the animal's brain, right? So repetition is one. Second is consistency. Now the dog will be an opportunist and they'll look for us to not follow through on our word. However, when we're consistent, and by the way, this works for people too. <laughs> Think about leadership, right? right? When we are consistent and the animal knows that we follow through, they will be more reliable. So when you say come for the first time, they'll do it versus can you come? Mm. Right? You come from a place of certainty. Right. And so consistency is the second one in RCTR. And the third one is timing. 
Now, you like history, and you've probably heard about Pavlov's Law or Pavlov's Dog. Mm -hmm. That's the study where the dog would salivate when it would hear a bell. And so that was instrumental as it relates to my field because we know from that that in order for an animal to make a connection of what is to be expected, that we need to praise and correct within one second of a desired behavior that we want to promote or um, discourage. Hmm. Okay, so timing, one second to praise or correct. And the last one is reward. And so just think about it again in the work environment or significant other or whatever it may be, is that the reward and the encouragement must be provided so that they will continue to offer what we desire. And so with reward, it's very simple. You reward when impressed. Okay. So to recap, RCTR is repetition, consistency, timing, and reward. Regardless of what we want to teach the animal, we go back to RCTR and apply it over and over and over again. And this will work. It's been proven thousands of times with the clients' dogs that I've worked with. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Well, let's go ahead and take a caller. We've got Lori on the line from California. Lori, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Yes. Hi there. What's your question for Ryan? Hi, um, I have a 15-year-old poodle, or poodle and two 11-week-old poodles. We introduced in a neutral environment, and we also had a neutral walk. But then once we got home, then the older ones trying to attack the younger ones. I think he's jealous. He's used to being, uh, having the attention. And uh, he had a brother that had passed away that he had as a lifetime partner, so we had an adjustment period of about one month without anybody around at home. So I'm wondering if there's any advice for how to get them back getting along. And on Sunday, they did get along for like about 10 minutes, and then it went back to being, you know, attacking them. them. So, Lori, I have a clarifying question. Do I understand that the two puppies got into a fight or an older dog had fought with one of the puppies? The two puppies get along great. They were born together. The older one is having trouble with the newcomers. I understand. So the, the 11-year-old dog. Now, has the 11-year-old dog been around puppies before? I believe you're a breeder. Is that right, from what I hear? Uh, no, no, I'm not a breeder. No, um, I had... Two poodles raised from birth. One died at 14, and the other one is the 15-year-old, mm. who I still have. And we had, um, he died in January, so since January, he'd been alone mm. and had been with his partner his whole life, other than that. And then I have the two uh, 11-week-old puppies now with a 15-year-old senior dog. Mm. Well, first of all, I just wanted to acknowledge your loss. I mean, it doesn't matter if we lose... A uh, human partner, an animal partner, loss is a loss. So I just wanted to acknowledge that and um, tell you I'm, I'm sorry that you're having to be without your, your family member. Yeah, I know that's not easy. Yeah, thank you. Thank uh, you. Appreciate it. As it relates to the older dog and young younger dog, I'm not sure if you were listening earlier, but Tammy, I think it was, had called in about, or, or it was someone that... Brunella. Had, Brunella, thank you. Yeah. Had called in about introducing an older dog and a younger dog. And this is some of the same. What's potentially happening is um, the puppies are probably annoying to your older dog. Um, potentially your older dog is maybe in some pain or something like that. And okay. I, my expectation would be that the older dog needs to be able to tolerate the puppies, meaning be within each other's presence. However, the puppies jumping, playing on, and wrestling around the older dog, I don't know that we can have success with that. Here's what I would like to do, though. I want to give you a free gift. Well, a couple of free gifts for calling in. So I want you to email me a video of how they currently interact, being safe, potentially put them on leashes, number one. Number two is I'm going to send you my first dog training book as well. Mm -hmm. And so um, in the show notes or something like that, there'll be a way for you to get a hold of me. Please send me a video. I need to see it to help you further, uh, but I, I am here to help you. But for right now, I encourage you to manage it. And one more clarifying question. And that is, when the older dog had gone after the puppy, uh, how bad was it? Meaning, did someone go to the vet clinic? Was it just to scare them? Did it latch on? Was there blood? Okay, uh, there was no, uh, not, not really any contact. It was more uh, of um, the aggression uh, of lunging, um, but no contact. Um, the little one yelped. But he wasn't hurt. I checked him out. Um, so I think it was just he got scared by the lunging. Um, but the older dog um, is doing it as a way to uh, maintain his boundaries, I think, um, as opposed to trying to hurt them. 
Correct. That helps. Yeah, really, really wise of you. And so I, another another piece of information for the audience here is, look, everyone, aggression stems from a s- invasion of space. And so you kind of alluded to that, Lori. And so what we want to do until you and I connect by way of the video is we're going to, we need to keep them slightly separated. I think it's what I said. This potentially older dog doesn't like the energy and maybe is sore of the younger dogs and doesn't want to play in roughhouse. So you need to keep them separated for now. There's also some very good news as it relates to your puppy did respond in a very healthy way uh, and it respected that correction from the older dog. And so that's very good canine language and communication. So that's that's actually a good thing. Okay. Okay, great. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and just, just to let you know real quick is what I've done is we've moved into the kitchen to keep everybody contained, and I have um, the older one leashed to a cabinet with me sitting next to him when he's leashed there, so he has attention for me, but if I can't catch him fast enough, then the leash catches him before he can hurt or touch the little one, and then otherwise I carry him around. I um, understand. And then we go into another room together to be alone and okay. let the puppies I think you're doing a great job. And look, I just want to acknowledge you, Lori, because if all my clients would follow through and care and give as much care and attention to their pets as much as you do, uh, we would have, I I would be out of business. So um, (laughs) I just wanted to say that I really appreciate how you show up for your dogs. It's incredible. And I I just wish more people would, would be as thorough as you are. So thank you. And your dogs appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks for calling in, Lori. Thank you. So, Ryan, do you use any form of telepathy with mm. your dog training? Well, I certainly didn't when I trained military working dogs. And I certainly didn't when PTSD was ruling my life after the war and many other things. And it wasn't up until the past couple of years. And I've been in this game for, what, 17 years now? Mm-hmm. And here's, the, here's what was so interesting. Once I had tapped into more of the essence of who and what I am, then it's like the dogs were open with me as I was open to them and open with myself. Mm. And so what I find now, and I, I don't know if it's called telepathy, but it's something that I call the magic. And I can literally predict what's going to happen. You can feel it. It's almost like a dance. Hmm. And so sometimes I'll say, okay, your dog's about to sit because the client will be like, sit, sit, sit. I'm like, be quiet and be patient. <laughs> Allow it. Right. And then see it in your head first before you ask, see it and know it. Yeah. Then let's tell them to do it. Okay. But you can, I can feel what's going to happen right before it happens, which is interesting because I used to get bit a lot uh, working with tough cases, and now I don't get bit anymore. It's like I can predict things way quicker and faster than I ever had because I'm, I'm more tuned into the animal. And I can tell you that it really takes this craft to a whole nother level to communicate with these animals on a level that is more about compromising on what they need versus, look, you just need to do this. Hmm. It's a game changer. So you're taking the leadership role. That's right. Sure. And and also understanding what they need. Right. But still saying, you need to do this for me, but it's a compromise. Okay. So what are the most common behavioral issues that you see? A lot of people need help with leash pulling. And it makes sense, right? So right. a lot of people out there, they're like, hey, Fido, like, are you ready to go for a walk? Let's go. They're like, hype the dog up. Right. And then they're so confused when the dog is pulling them on the leash, but you just excited the dog. And now you want them to walk chill. And so leash pulling is one of the biggest ones. Leash pulling. Okay. Well, I want to get back into the other behaviors, but we're going to have to take another quick break. So everyone stick around for more Love from the Hip. Is your tween starting to experience a change in their skin? Want to get them on an easy at-home routine and have good skin hygiene? Allow Sakura Skin in Mind to help your tween out. This brief, deep cleansing and educational 35-minute facial is just enough to get your tween, ages 10 to 12 years old, started off in the right direction. Sakura Skin in Mind uses the latest in the clinical skincare industry to care for your tween the right way for just $65. Sakura Skin in Mind, treating skin out there with an of treatment and a pound of protection. Call 206-730-7429 or go to sakuraskinandmind.com. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. 
I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Peach fuzz is great. If it's on a peach, let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits, leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast, and affordable. What a concept! Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best, and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. What's your story? Have you ever sat with that question and looked to your heart for the answer? It's time to explore the real you. Tune in Thursdays from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. for the brand new show, Story You, with Coach Debbie. Debbie and her guests have a mission to inspire and coach you to find your voice. If you need direction, Story You with Coach Debbie is for you. If you want to be an author, Story You with Coach Debbie is for you. Tune in Thursdays at 4 p.m. and be inspired. Is your tween starting to experience a change in their skin? Want to get them on an easy at-home routine and have good skin hygiene? Allow Sakura Skin in Mind to help your tween out. This brief, deep cleansing and educational 35-minute facial is just enough to get your tween, ages 10 to 12 years old, started off in the right direction. Sakura Skin in Mind uses the latest in the clinical skincare industry to care for your tween the right way for just $65. Sakura Skin in Mind, treating skin out there with an ounce of treatment and a pound of protection. Call 206-730-7429 or go to sakuraskinandmind.com. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my YouTube channel and podcast, Love from the Hip, and that's HYP, anywhere you can find podcasts. Today on Love from the Hip, we have Ryan Matthews. Ryan is a former combat canine handler turned celebrity dog trainer. So Ryan, before the break, you were discussing some behavioral issues that you see. What are some other common behavioral issues? I'm fortunate. I get to deal with the really naughty dogs. For some reason, people like to come to me after they've been to multiple trainers and haven't had any luck. And so I deal with a lot of aggression cases as well. And like we talked about earlier on the show, aggression stems from an invasion of space. Right. And so people need to be mindful of that and they need to be mindful of encouraging the wrong type of behavior. So what we tend to do, the meaning the public, is we reinforce our petting dogs to calm them down when they're maybe acting aggressive. But that's reinforcing, reinstating that behavior that we want them to not do. Okay. Right. And so do not pet or praise when the dog is nervous or being aggressive, trying to calm them down. So aggression is another one. And for a lot of people, it's also like when people come to the house and the dogs are scratching their guests and all that kind of stuff, especially now during the holidays, right? And so what Tammy had talked about earlier is to have a dog to go onto the bed is a really great idea and to have the guests ignore the dog and only allow the guests and the dog to interact once the dog is calm is what is ideal. Okay. But the guests need to ignore the dog is what's important. All right. Awesome. So in what areas of our lives can dogs teach us more about ourselves? Yeah, that's a really good one. It's kind of like reminds me of, like I was saying earlier, it depends upon where one is at. Okay. And so for me, what I have really taken away over the past just couple of years is this unconditional love piece. But to be transparent, like I didn't even know that loving yourself was truly a thing. I thought people just tr- talk about it, seriously. Mm-hmm. And so... Dogs were actually the first, after the war, the first being that I could love again. Because mm-hmm. I couldn't love people, couldn't care for people. I was shut off. But dogs gave me that gift of this unconditional love. And as we were able to share that together, that then opened my heart to loving other people. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is like, if we look at how we show up in the world with our significant others or people that are important to us, we kind of, what, over time, take them for granted. Right. So like, think of... You or your significant other coming home and one of you is home and the other one's coming home and think about, picture it in your mind, what does that interaction look like? Right. Sometimes it's often very flat. Mm. Now look at, let's replace that person with a dog. 
how do we greet that dog? Mm-hmm. With way more enthusiasm. <laughs> so we're valuing the pet right. way more than the person. Right. And so one thing that I've been mindful of is to be really enthusiastic. When I see my grandmother, grandmother who's hopefully listening right now, I think she probably <laughs> is. She's my number one supporter. Awesome. Right? Is to give the same level or more enthusiasm to that people that we value in our lives just like we do the dogs. So their dogs are constantly showing us a really beautiful way to show up in the world. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, look, we, and I'm guilty of this currently, current situation, my current life, holding grudges. Right now, I don't have a lot of them, but I still have a couple. And you know what? It's not freeing and it's holding me back. And I'm aware of that. And I will be addressing it. Now, dogs are the opposite. Think about, we've had some people talk about aggression today. Think about dogs that get into a fight and how quickly they get over the drama. Right. Dogs, they don't hold grudges. They don't take things personally. And so what would our world look like if we got over drama pretty quickly? Mm-hmm. How much less stress would we have in our body? And what would our relationships with other people be like if we didn't hold so many grudges and take things personally like dogs don't? Because after a fight, they'll lick each other and make up within five minutes. Yeah. So there's many, there's many gifts and lessons that dogs teach us. Those are a few that I think are very valuable and important. And what about in the world of business? What do dogs teach us? So right now I'm working on some trademark talks to bring into the corporate world on motivate your sales team the same way you can motivate a dog. So leveraging what I know about dog behavior and psychology and what I know about human psychology and behavior and bridge the gap in a really fun and entertaining way And so we can share some of the techniques to motivate a dog. And guess what? It has to do with a reward. It has to do with promoting enthusiasm. has to do with compliments, whether it's food or verbal praise. Mm -hmm. See, some of this stuff can work for people or dogs. Translates over. Exactly. Yeah. Right? And so there's a lot of fun gifts, and it really just takes a little bit of creativity. And I think it provides a really fresh and new perspective on how we can really highlight these beings that give us this unconditional love day in and day out. That's awesome. So what do you say to people that, I mean, certain breeds have certain stigmas as Mm. far as their behavior. Do you think that's true? Right. I will say this, that my top three favorite breeds are Belgian Malinois, which is what my dog Zeus is, Rottweiler, and Pitbulls. And why is that? They, I love the power of them. And I also love the gentleness of them. I love the loyalty of them. And I love the intelligence of these breeds. And you hit it on it earlier when you were giving us our history bomb and our knowledge bomb that I so yeah. much appreciated and loved. <laughs> and that is how some dogs have this bad rap. And some of it's due to the media. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so look, folks, like I've had pit bulls rest their head on my head and just cuddled and bonded. Like, Sure. You know what? There's aggressive poodles. In fact, didn't we have that call earlier? Yeah, we did. Exactly. (laughs) And right. So, no, it's just not fair what the media is creating. Now, there are some people out there that are attracted to certain breeds, and I'm one of them. I like the dominant breeds that are into certain things that make the breed and highlight the breed in a negative way. Right. Okay. So there's some of that. But listen, folks, dogs are dogs and then they're a breed after that. It's not always about the breed. It's how they were conditioned and brought up and the bloodlines. The proud of the problem with German Shepherds and Pitbulls specifically is all these backyard breeders not promoting these really strong, good bloodlines. You talked about it earlier mm-hmm. where put the arm in the cage, which one was aggressive and which one um, pulled away and which one was confident. Curious, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. See, go back to the basics is what we owe these animals to create the best lines, serve the best experience. And I highly encourage people to get a rescue dog. Most of my dogs are rescue dogs that I've ever had. And you know what? They have a certain level of loyalty. And I can tell you it's so rewarding on everyone's front. Well, I was going to ask you actually about rescue dogs. So for someone that's adopting a rescue dog, a lot of times they come with baggage. That's right. So what do you recommend for dealing with that? You know, first of all, the old adage, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah. It is true. Okay. However, it only relates to people and your significant others. Ah. It doesn't relate to dogs, right? <laughs> okay. You can't train your significant other. Right. Sorry, you're out of luck, Sakura. Right. <laughs> However, with dogs, they are so willing to learn at any moment if we set them up for success by RCTR. Okay. So I've trained dogs as old as 14 years old. I think it was a lab, if I remember right. Right. They're, they're in this receiving mode is what we call it in some of the stuff I'm into, law of attraction. 
receiving mode mm -hmm. and they're ready to learn. We just need s a strong leader that knows RCTR to apply it and they're willing to learn new things. So we don't need to discriminate a dog based upon their age or their baggage because we can stop naughty behavior and we can promote the behaviors that we do want at any age, at any moment in their life. And it can work on us too. It just takes a decision to truly change. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. Well, where do you hope to grow from here? It's not a hope secure. Like, I feel so fortunate for my team around the world. A lot of them are in California to help me build this empire. And so I'm going to reduce euthanasia. Okay. Right? Yeah. So look, it's this simple. We get a dog that's naughty, and we want to get that dog well-trained. So a dog being naughty is no longer a reason to return a dog to the shelter because I want to get online dog training that we're creating into the hands of every single person that adopts a dog. So they no longer have to wonder, what do they need to do about their dog's behavior? Yeah. We'll have the support for a fraction of the cost. And I'm going to give money back to the shelter for just saying thank you for being responsible and doing the right thing. And so my plan is to get online dog training into the hands of every single dog owner that adopts, especially a rescue dog. So can we can reduce the rate of close to 2 million pets euthanized every year in America alone. And so that would be one thing. That's amazing. The other piece is I'm really empowering dog trainers to make six figures in a dog training business. So that's really in my heart. Um, but what I'm really excited about, you know, I did two TEDx talks about dogs. Right. Is more public speaking and bridging the gap. And again, putting that, that spotlight on dogs about these incredible lessons that they teach us in our personal lives, in our business lives, and in our relationships with those people that mean so much to us. That's awesome. And then also your books. That's right. So my second <laughs> book is going to be released pretty soon. Uh, but my first book is The Canine Connection. And for dog training, it's worldofdogtraining.com. For public speaking and consulting, it's I am Ryan Matthews, two T's and an S at the end, IamRyanMatthews.com. That's awesome. And so do you have one last message for anyone that's struggling to work with their dog? Or maybe even contemplating taking them to the shelter because they're just overwhelmed? They uh, Email me. And that goes for Lori, too. I'm going to give you a gift. Email me, ryan at worldofdogtraining.com. If you're going to relinquish a dog, you need to email me first. I'll put, put down the show. I will respond within 24 hours, and we're not going to return any dogs to a shelter because they're naughty. Okay. That's awesome. Well, thanks again for being here today. It was my Appreciate pleasure. We had a lot time. of fun. Absolutely. And thank you to my producer, Nathan. And thank you again to you, the listener. You can find me at lovefromthehip.com or sakuraskinandmind.com. You can also follow me on Instagram or on Facebook and subscribe to my YouTube channel as well as my podcast, Love From The Hip. And that's HYP on iTunes, SoundCloud, basically anywhere you can find podcasts. And really love the show or have any questions or comments? Then let me know at sakuraloveromthehip.com. Tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. for another Love From The Hip. And make self-love contagious. Go ahead. I dare ya.